everyone, and welcome to another episode of Fam, Friends, and Magic, a Magic the Gathering podcast brought to you by Swagoy Gaming. My name is Bill Grennan. Everyone calls me Brasky, and as always, I'm joined by the Mighty Linguini, Caroline Cavanaugh, Conan Hawk, Eric Hawkins, and Mr. Toolshed, Sean Gallagher. What's up, Fam? How we doing? Hey, how's it going? Oh, uh, you know. Just live. Hello. On. Yeah. How's it going, everybody? <laughs> Pretty great. It's fantastic. It's another week of uh, just kind of enjoy. We're all just kind of biding our time until a new set comes out. Like we've all, we I think we've all kind of run our course with Throne of Eldraine, and I know some of us kind of play other formats and are feeling good about that right now. But I just kind of feel like right now everyone's just kind of like, oh, we're doing okay. I'm kind of messing around playing these things, kind of enjoying what I can. But we're basically all just kind of in the waiting room for Theros Beyond Death right now. I kind of wish I could be doing that, but because of the MCQ, I have to like do stuff right for the for the mcq but i would love nothing better than just like mess around and just like have a little bit of playing whatever playing whatever like whatever standards <laughs> i mean basically just like like I, w- I would love to just like play a deck that like i knew was bad but i got to do like a bunch of cool things but instead i'm testing for this mcq for like All right. the de- like the week before the new set comes out coming from the man who has registered affinity in more than 15 Grand Prix, I'm sure, you're scared to play a deck that you know is bad. Yeah, but at least Affinity, like, <laughs> I, I can still beat people that just, like, decided to keep, like, a hand that, like, was bad. To be fair, I get Ravager math can be kind of confusing, but <laughs> you should still just play what you feel is good, man. Well, I mean, I definitely will play something that I feel is good, but nothing really, like, speaks to me like Affinity. Oh, fair enough. See, I have, Wait, I have freed what myself. Wait, white? Uh, it's not a fit. Yeah. Aren't you just locked in on this mono white deck? It's it's actually wins a game or two. <laughs> like you already submitted your deck list, which you don't have to do. FYI, I was just teasing. I mean, I, I the 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 problem is is like while I have beaten fires a few times, um, you know, a, a Clarion on three is basically unbeatable for that deck. <laughs> yes. And also, don't get me started on Massacre Girl. Like that is also just yeah. I mean the the, the descriptions of the. Would you say a massacre? <laughs> oh. No, I would not. Well, besides uh, getting ready for MCQs and things of that nature, I want to know how everyone's week in magic has been. Whether or not you've been playing a bunch or taking some time away, uh, that's what I want to know. Caroline, let's start with you. How has your week in magic been? Uh, well, I have not played a lot of magic, so it's been great. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I, I don't know. I guess. I took off a little bit of magic since I was last week was really pushing for mythic. Uh, I, I guess I realized I hadn't made mythic when we did this podcast. So spoilers, I did make mythic, but other spoilers, I did not make top 1200 for December. Um, I made it with like two hours to go. Uh, I went, I took a nap. I went to bed, so I lost a lot of time, but that's okay. Um, and so I did not make tw- top 1200, but that's okay. That's, it was just a goal to make mythic and it was <laughs> finally something I did. So that was kind of exciting. Uh, feel free to add like applause music here. Do, 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 yay. yay me. Um, and then because of that, I was kind of off um, standard for a little bit. So I played some here or there this weekend while I was watching some SCG coverage. Uh, I was watching the modern, like un- non-unified, is that what it's called? So it was uh, like yeah. a bunch, it was like triple Urza, double amulet, all these like really interesting, in quotations, <laughs> lineups of decks. And it was cool. I really, I didn't know Modern was so bad. I had actually been kind of 
avoiding it, not on purpose, just there wasn't a reason to. And so this was the first time that I was like, oh, modern is kind of poop right now. This sucks. <laughs> but it was still, it was fun to watch and, and see people. So yeah, that was kind of my my weekend. Nice. I like it. Eric, how about you? Um, well, I mean, I never take time off of magic. So unless like I'm, I'm I guess like pulled away from it, like kicking and screaming somehow. Um, so I've just been or testing standard a ton, uh, playing literally anything and everything I see. And um, yeah, I mean, that's basically just been it is played probably something like, um, I don't know, 300 or so matches of standard, maybe more um, in the last like week or so. And I actually hit mythic the fastest I've ever done it with uh, with the, you know, uh, previously said white weenie deck, uh, which is a, a favorite of mine, but I don't think it's particularly great. Um, but it only took me, I think it was like two and a half days of actually playing uh, arena to like get there, which was like pretty crazy. Dang. What was, what did you feel like your win rate was just playing that white weenie deck? Uh, luckily I have a, a tracker app called untapped GG and uh, it's great. So my win rate with, uh, with white weenie during the climb was right about 70%. I think it was like 69%. Doesn't want to play white weenie 70% win rate. The man, the myth, the legend, Eric Hawkins. My my Jund food uh, win rate is at right now is at seventy seven with forty matches. <laughs> Dang, that's insane. Seems so, like seems uh, maybe like, I'll be playing that. Seems like you've had a, a pretty decent go of it at the beginning of this new season on the uh, on the arenas. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's weird. I've I've come to the conclusion, and I think I've said this before. I've come to the conclusion that all of the standard decks are bad, but they're all equally bad. So you just have to find ones that do something that's a little bit more, a little bit better than the other ones, I guess. Um, and I think that's the the key. Um, so yeah, I think that's that's what I've decided is that if you can find one that either speaks to you or feels a little bit more powerful here or there, or you can like take a little bit of advantage, um, they're all pretty even on power level. Nice, awesome, Mr. Toolshed. I think you have uh, had kind of the eventful week playing Magic: The Gathering. How did yours go? Yeah. So previously, I talked about that team tournament that I was going to be playing in, and we'll touch on it a little bit more later. But uh, at the end of the day, we ended up top eighting. We went undefeated during the Swiss, which like obviously always feels great. Uh, and then in the top eight, we were quickly dispatched um, by three lo three losses across our team. We just got swept. Um, so it was a good tournament. It put us on the leaderboard for the OCM series in a, in a good position to um, make a good run at their invitational that they have in December. So we're all the three of us that we played in the tournament. We're all going to be traveling together and playing in the series. So it was a good start to my weekend. And then on Sunday, I spent most of the day streaming just random video games with friends and um, watching coverage to get a hold of the modern format that I have to worry about for next weekend. How's the streaming been so far? You've been off to a, a nice little start of, uh, you, you have consistency with a lot of your streams starting up so far. Yeah, so far I've been streaming probably two out of every three days. I have couple six hour streams and then i had a day where i streamed like two four hour sessions on one day so it's been pretty good so far you know consistency with my viewers is kind of tough but i'm averaging between like three and ten so that's fine i mean i'm like only been streaming two weeks um i've played like five or six different games but when legends of runeterra comes out either this month or next month i'll be streaming almost 100 percent of legends of runeterra for a while yeah that game looks pretty fun as well i'm gonna be tossing 
tossing that game around along with all the other games I like to play, including Magic the Gathering. And uh, Magic the Gathering has a set coming out very soon called Theros Beyond Death that has a whole bunch of cards that have been announced in the past week or so. And a lot of them have piqued our interest. And so we've all kind of pickpocketed, uh, you know, we've kind of chosen ones that kind of stand out to us that we really like, that we want to look at. And uh, Conan Hawk, I want to start with you. What's What are some of the, you know, spoilers that you've seen over the last week or so that really stand out to you that make you go, ooh, yeah, I want to play that? All right, I'll, I'll start with two that I think are really, really sweet. And then um, I'm gonna have a little rant about uh, about a third one. But the, the the two that are that are really sweet are um, I'm gonna say this incorrectly, but Dryad of Isolin's Grove, which is a two four uh, enchantment creature that uh, is green and two colors. And what it does is it allows you to play an extra land every turn, and then also allows all of your lands to have all basic land types. So what that means is they will trigger. Um, things that like you know require you to have a certain amount of basic land. So like back in back in like modern, there's a card called Valakut, which counts the number of mountains that you have. Um, if something cares about like the number of swamps that you have or swamps coming into play, like the the three three from uh, M20 says whenever like a swamp comes into play, uh, you deal three damage to something and you gain three life or you draw a card and all that stuff. It that will trigger it. So a uh, really cool card. Um, interested to see how this plays out. It could help something like. Bolas' Citadel, which is one of my favorite cards to to be pretty good because one of the things about Bolas' Citadel is you kind of like run into lands every once in a while. Uh, with the 2-4, you have to run into two lands in a row. Uh, so it's like pretty cool there. Uh, the next one is Eidolon of Destruction. It's also an enchantment creature. Um, and it is a two mana, two one, one white and a, a generic mana. It's first strike and it says that Planeswalker or loyalty abilities of Planeswalkers, your opponent's control cost one generic use, which is like a really cool thing. White is known for like their taxing bear creatures. And this is another really cool one of them. Basically, one of the ways that I, I like to think about this card is you play the Eidolon of Obstruction. Your opponent next turn could just like play Teferi normally and bounce one of your creatures, steal a bunch of tempo. The next turn they play Teferi uh, Time Raveler and they don't get to activate it. So you can just like attack it down. So they, they have to do that on turn four, which might like kind of mess up their thing. Uh, so I think that's like really, really cool. I'm interested to see where this goes. The two one body makes me a little worried about it because like a lot of the decks that do play a lot of planeswalkers have like ways to protect their planeswalkers, usually removal spells. So like obviously it's pretty easy to kill a two one, but if it, you know, if like it maybe it's like the 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 Simic style decks, like you can get their Nissas and they can't make like a creature or whatever to block you, and you might be able to actually attack down the Nissa. And then the last one. Um, I, I just have a little bit of a, a little bit of a, a rant on it, but um, Tarana or T I don't know how to say this. Terra Nika, uh, a Crowan veteran, is a white white colorless uh, with vigilance, and it's a three three. When it attacks, uh, untapped target creature you control, its base power and toughness becomes four four, uh, and it gains indestructible. The reason that I have a rant on this is, can this creature ever actually attack? It's a three three, right? It's like a three mana, three, three. All the other creatures at three mana are so much larger than it. Like you look at like something like Mayhem Devil. It's a three mana, three, three, but like it never has to attack. You can just sacrifice things and start pinging things. It's like, well, I have this three mana, three, three. Oh, you have, you know, the Gruel Spellbreaker, which is a four, four. You have um, Thrashing Brontodon, who's a three, four. It's like this card can't ever attack. So like you get one shot to get your four, four in there with Indestructible and untap it and then your you know your creature dies so you're gonna have to like play like this heavy white deck without having like good removal spells and like hopefully it can attack into something 
Um, I don't know. That, that's just my thing. It's just like if you wanted this card to be better, like just give it like more toughness or make it be able to like actually attack and not like run into a thing. I don't know. Or you, you oh, could make it like um, Aurelia. Is that her name? Where it's like at each combat step, give this ability. Yeah, I mean, like that might be cool. Like the, the big mean, thing here is, is like, what if this was a green creature, right? This, if this was a green creature, they would have probably like added on another green pip and it'd been like a five five. Yeah. I, I saw the, the usual, hey, humans players, check out our cool new thing tweet today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was exciting. I, I love the humans players. They must get so excited. <laughs> Every human ever makes it into their modern deck somehow. Well, I don't think it ever makes it in. I think it's just this really fun conversation of like, ooh, let's look on Scryfall slash humans slash like <laughs> spoilers and let's just wait <laughs> and then just see. It's like a little club meeting. It's very cute. Yeah. They're like, oh, this thing will make our, our uh, noble hierarchs be able to attack when they're when they're not useful for mana anymore. <laughs> That's pretty good actually. <laughs> Dollar's like lieutenant already didn't do that. I love just watching when you see like both Illidan and then the, the three three come out where one comes out and everyone's like, yay, white got good cards. And then no one comes out going Oh no! Never mind. <laughs> I I like um I like all the Simic cards that's been coming out. Wow! I'm really glad that Oko's <laughs> not around. I'm just saying. Can you imagine goodness. this format if Oko was here? Oh my it's goodness. it's been a it's been a really long time since we've had a good Simic card. Be printed, you know? it's, like, it's, it's been so long. Boy, they really needed the help. <laughs> yeah. Hey, to be fair, they printed some really bad Simic cards. The set. Did you see the new one, Enigmatic Incarnation? It's I, so close. I, I've seen it, but I don't Describe remember what that card. is. Is that the yeah. enchantment? Yeah, so it's a two green blue enchantment at the beginning Whoa, of your end. That card's broken. All the I... pod players are tweeting about how it's broken. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's so close to birthing pod, but yet so far away. <laughs> so it's at the beginning of your end step, you may sacrifice another enchantment. <laughs> Not a creature, an enchantment. If you do, search your library for a creature card with compared to mana cost equal to one plus the sacrifice enchantments convert a mana cost. Put it on the battlefield and then shuffle your library. So it's a birthing pot effect that only sacrifices enchantments. So here's my question. If I find Deceiver Exarch, can I untap uh, an enigmatic incarnation and do it again? Hold on, hold on. First of all, it doesn't tap, which is awful. But yeah. here, big brain, if I turn my Deceiver Exarch into an enchantment, I can go and find Splinter Twin to go and... and Put it on my other Deceiver Exarch, right? In what format? <laughs> well, obviously, we're talking about modern here. Wait, oh, if, I... what happens if you oh, sack your Splitter Twin? Splitter Twin's too good for modern, him? I forgot. Ooh, you could sack your Splitter Twin and find Kikijiki. Oh, dang. That's a cube That's a cube play right there. Wait, I thought it said nice. sack an enchant... Oh, your Splitter Twin, okay. Yeah, sack our Splitter Twin. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to say that human Twitter, like, like the players that play humans in modern and they're like Twitter is not as good as pod players because it's not a real thing and yet they love <laughs> tweeting about it. No, and I... I I live with a pod player, so I'm sure that after this podcast, I'm going to go downstairs and hear all of the ways that this card will work. <laughs> I don't oh, know if you've ever seen the standard birthing pod deck with yes. Manafar. Oh, Just oh yeah. the hoops okay. you have to jump through to play this card. I have had to listen to those hoops <laughs> be made <laughs> many times while sitting on the couch trying to watch TV. <laughs> I am well aware of all these stupid hoops of this card that will never work. Corridor monitor trigger. <laughs> that my man of far. It's very stupid. <laughs> I will tell you though, as a affinity player, my favorite one is every time anything references an artifact like Vagley, 
it like hints that they're like you could play it with an artifact and people are like this is an affinity right and you're like you realize it has like three colored mana symbols and <laughs> cast cost, right and they're like yeah we have we have like glimmer void and and we have like springly from and mox opal obviously we can cast this card it's super easy yeah totally what about did you play all that glitters at all i tried all that glitters and was uh woefully unimpressed really by second cranial plating uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not exactly. an artifact itself yeah it's, it's it, you 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 go to a you go to like you go to like all that glitters your one one and they kill your one one in response Whoa. and you got really surprised that it happened i mean they <laughs> had mana open but they could have like they had something what where like you know cranial plating just like fails to equip and go somewhere right. else later See, Tron Tron Twitter isn't as fun because A, everybody hates us, so we're very quiet. <laughs> <laughs> and B, all the cards that end up being good in like Tron are like not obvious at first. Well, I guess a Boreal Grazer is not a great example, but that's that card people did not think was good and is now all over a lot of formats. Maybe not necessarily Tron, but at least in like uh the like I don't know, pioneer-ish Tron decks. And I don't know. I think that's like a card where I was excited for it, but not because of Tron Twitter. Well, but like in Tron, Karn, it's, Tron, you just like Karn. have to like hope that you're going back to back to like Eldrazi stuff, right? Like you're like, oh, does it does like Theros get invaded by Eldrazi's next <laughs> set? Man, Tron's only about to play like, seven drops, right? <laughs> if you look at the Pioneer, like if you actually just look at the cards that are legal in Pioneer, you're like, wow, if I had Tron lands, like I would be set. Because <laughs> all of, <laughs> there's so many busted Eldrazi's in that in that like block. All from what was it? Whatever Zendikar. Yeah, Battle for Zendikar. That was yeah. kind of crazy now that I think about it. How did we survive that format and not survive Oko? This is I mean weird. we didn't well, really those cards cost like format, 19 right? man. They bind banned Iabugan. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess we didn't survive. You're right. Wait, I didn't get to talk about my cards. This is all about Eric's cards. <laughs> yeah, I think well, so. I mean to be fair, if we did have Oko when we had Iabugan, who would win? I mean, like the Thought Knots here would just become a 3-3 elk, right? Is that even good? Wow, so Oko would, would have solved the Eldrazi Winter? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Wow, we did it. In the dark world, Oko's our hero, not our enemy. He was just a few sets too late. <laughs> yeah, he could have saved the day and instead he ended it. A little, little like, ah, you bore me. You're Boop. an elk. <laughs> Boop, you're an elk. Ha ha. And then he runs away. <laughs> oh, man. We just fixed magic. Just bring back the Eldrazi's and bring back Oko and we'll be totally yeah. fine. Let's just make everything legal. Get rid of the ban list and we'll just see what happens. Just complete anarchy. But okay. No, I'm talking about my broken, cards now. Nothing's broken. Exactly. Uh, Caroline, what do you okay. think is going to be broken coming up? Oh, speaking of broken, speaking of Simic, speaking of Oko's converted mana cost, <laughs> the card that I am most excited for, and Eric had it on his list and I stole it because I was really also, excited. Also, not just even Oko's mana cost, but the same number of letters in its first name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, so how do you say it? Is it Uro? I think or it's Uro. Or Euro or Euro? What about Euro? The, ooh. Yeah, that's why I wasn't sure. Anyway, we'll, we'll go with Euro. <laughs> Titan of Nature's Wrath. Um, pretty cool. Um, this is there's been Titans before, I, I believe. Yes, I I know of them. There are there have been Titans before. There was like an um, ice one, a forest one, a no, volcano it's like grape one. Titan. <laughs> yeah, the swamp Titan. Yeah, Titan. Um, but yeah, so we've got our our first new Titan in a while. Pretty cool. Uh, and this the first line on this card says, "When Uro enters the battlefield, sacrifice it unless it's escaped." 
which is like, oh, well, that's kind of weird and bad. I'm not gonna, like this. Is, I'm just reading it as as I read it. I was like, oh, that's bad. You like don't even get your creature. So when it enters the battlefield or attacks, which like half of the world forgot, um, it, you gain three life and draw a card. And you may put a card, a land card from your hand onto the battlefield. So it's like growth spiral plus three life uh, for three mana. And then obviously you, you sacrifice it if you just played it from, from your hand for the three mana. Uh, and then it has an escape cost of green, green, blue, blue. Exile five other cards from your graveyard. And then you may cast it as, as you could normally cast the cards. So you cannot do this at instant speed. And the best part, the bottom part of this card is that this is a six, six. Uh, so at first, you know, it, it, yesterday during the announcement or re reveal this card there's a lot of debate of like if this is good if this is bad and i felt like originally there were 50 50 like this card's busted this card's stupid it's never gonna get played and then as the day got on people started to like think of things like pelt collector how this triggers pelt collector twice on the single turn um there are other things like people thought about, like Hushbringer, which is really interesting. It stops like everything of it entering, but it does keep you a six six. Uh, Lazav, um, you know, just becoming this and not having the downfalls of like sacrificing it, uh, and then also some things like wow, the Green Cavalier actually mills you, you know, four four cards or five if you just don't take a land. Like you're you're basically there are pieces already in standard that this can just go into. And that to me is the card that always gets me the most excited because I'm not a big brewer. So it takes me a while. Like I normally just wait for deck lists to come out when standard starts to evolve. But here I'm just like, no, I could definitely see myself like playing five Cavalier, or playing green Cavalier, this card, some other Simic ramp stuff and just trying it. Like I could see myself doing that, which I could never do before. So I'm pretty excited, but also it's kind of scary and might be broken. Um, there's also the other Titan. Uh, wait, do you guys have any cool thoughts on this Uro? Uro? I mean, I think you covered most of them, right? Like, I think the card is, like, crazily, like, costed for, for like, a 6-6, six, six, but, like, obviously the Claws makes it hard to, like, utilize. But, I like, one of the cool things that I, that I, I will say about it is kind of, like you said, like, the, all of the cool ways you can use it. Like, you look at all of the past standard like mechanics right like there was like the undergrowth mechanic like this this card wants to be in the undergrowth mechanic because it like wants to be in the graveyard right um lazav gets to like copy it but also like the surveil that like, can throw it into the graveyard to like so that you don't have to cast it first if you don't want to um so i think that's like where like i think it's really cool is that like it does do a bunch of cross format or cross set um things with all the mechanics that they've already printed here mm-hmm yeah, I'm really curious to see if if it is good or bad or 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 is it just you know your classic kind of build around mythic where it ends up never really being great but fun for people that play with it and I think if if that's where it lands it's actually pretty cool. Um, that's probably the best case scenario. The worst case scenario is it is busted and we have issues where no one can get past the six six in standard because that's going to be pretty troublesome. I think. Um, I mean, I think worst case scenario it goes from three to five, right? Which is Nissa. Yeah, like it's basically a growth spiral. Like the thing I'm comparing it most to is a one mana more growth spiral with like ex extreme upside. Like that deck often did run out of things to do, the, the Simigram decks. So I'm pretty curious. It's going to be interesting. I just think it's strange how these green cards 
just get more and more complex every set, it feels like. Right. <laughs> These, last set, the green Planeswalkers is the best, and then this green Mythic is just like, oh, you just get to draw a card, gain some life, and while you're at it, just put a land into just play put, in there. Just yeah. do it all, whatever. You're, green you decks, you're probably it. playing a lot of lands, so you might, well, so I'll just throw it in there, and then if it dies, just flash it back next turn. That's pretty good, right? You know, it's almost as if we should just take all of the green cards and take their text that they have, and just start every single one of them with, okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hear me out. Yeah. Six, six, First, or three mana. <laughs> yeah. But don't worry, you don't get to keep it for yeah. a little while. <laughs> you just get to draw a card, gain life, and put a land into play, and the next you turn you flash get, it back. So. Yeah, but you don't get the creatures. Don't yeah. Okay, but the thing also, is, I was told, I was told this rule, more heads equals more things. And this thing doesn't have more heads, so why does it have so many things? I don't know. It broke the rule. My 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 big question is is so drawing a card is blue, putting a land into play is green, is gaining three life colas? Like where where does this other ability come from? I like just rogue. This is just rogue refiner plus put a land into play. Rogue refiner got banned. Just saying. Oh so. <laughs> shoot! We did forget about the old rogue refiner. Yeah, I guess three energy was kind of worth a land, so maybe it's this is basically just the. Electric Boogaloo of Rogue Refiner. I'm not 100 percent sure, but <laughs> Rogue Refiner too. The electric, yeah. the electric nature, nature's wrath smash your face six six. Yeah. <laughs> you know it's close. Okay, so we do have this other Titan, uh, which is called Broax. Sure, Titan of Death's Hunger. It's a black. Okay, so I'm just gonna say before we start, <laughs> we've been talking about a three mana six six and getting really excited. But let me let me introduce you oh, to yeah, a new yeah. friend. <laughs> a two mana six six. It must be better, right? So this is a just a black and a red. Uh, it's also uh, an elder giant, a legendary creature. Thank goodness. Uh, it does have the same text. So so when it enters the battlefield, sack it unless it escapes. Uh, when it enters the battlefield or attacks, the so same uh, phrasing as the other Titan. Uh, each opponent discards a card. Then each opponent who didn't discard. A non-land card, wait, what? <laughs> this way loses three life. So didn't discard a non-land card. So if they, so if they, they if they don't discard a card at all, or if they discard a land, they take Okay. <laughs> Sorry, there's a lot of didn'ts and nons, and I got a little, little mixed up. Uh, so basically, you know, most of the time they're discarding a card, some of the time that they're losing three life. Um, and then it has the same kind of escape style so it's black black red red xl five other cards from your graveyard and you can bring it back it's funny because this card costs one less than than uro but everyone is freaking out about the civic one and this one is going to be i don't know it's probably going to get played okay I, I think it's funny that you mentioned that because do you remember rakdos's return was basically the opposite of sphinx's revelation cost one less mana and was like pretty medium to bad. And Sticks' Revelation is just the second best magic card of all time. So that's you. <laughs> wow. I just think it's that they're basically just the Titans are kind of the opposite. Right behind the second best card of all time, right behind Mother of Ruins, right? No, oh, Boreal Greater. Obviously. <laughs> but it's just no, funny no. that discarding cards is significantly worse than drawing cards, usually. I, that, you actually bring up a really good point. The, these are templated basically as, as polar mm -hmm. opposites, um, but I I'm struggling to see how the tight, the Croax will be good, and I'm like loving all the Euro stuff. So I don't mm -hmm. know. We'll, we'll have to see. 
I mean, I, I don't know. Like the, the big thing here is, is like, it, so which which one would you rather play? Uh, Ravenous Rats, which is the Black Cullis 1-1, comes into play, your opponent discards a card. Or would you, or do you think Fithlethip is better? Yeah, I and mean, like, that's that's a pretty good way to explain it. I mean, this is a 6-6, six, six, so suck it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I made them both 1-1s one for a reason, right? It's just like, <laughs> like, the thing is, is like, the other thing is, is like, what if they, the card they discard is Euro? <laughs> like, <laughs> wow, just, really like, suck it. Yeah, you know, like, you're like, thanks, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I'll put yeah like the, the, the set has a mechanic that is escape. It's like you're making them discard cards, which is maybe not even a downside. It might just like actually put cards in their graveyard that they want there. Um, okay, I will say there is one benefit to, to being in this colors in, in black and red, and that is Witch's Oven slash the like black red sacrifice deck. You can sack this to Witch's Oven with all the stuff on the stack. So that does give you two foods, which is quite a lot for, you know, on turn two. Um, and could could be useful in that way. Uh, that's something to, to think about. That's kind of the coolest I, I, thing I thought about. <laughs> I do think that is really cool. Because, like, it, like the, the other funny thing is, is that if your opponent, like, plays a Mayhem Devil before you play your Uro, and you just, like, have to cast it, you're just like, they're like, play your Uro, and you're like, all right, oh, yeah. you sacrifice. You're like ping you, like or ping like one of your creatures, probably because the three the three life you'll gain or whatever. But I think it's kind of cool. Yeah, and and you also ping like if if you play Mayhem Devil and then also then play Karox, you also ping them with that too. So it, I'm not saying it's out. I think it's interesting that we're at two mana six six and we're like, eh, baby, and three mana six six. Ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited for this set. I I personally really like when they push cards, <laughs> but when they push them and they're not broken, uh, and you know if if a three mana and two mana six six can actually be something that doesn't destroy our our magic world as we know it, and people are having fun and playing with these cards, and I think that'll be really cool. Because um, I I love when they do things like you know make a big three mana creature or make a really awesome three mana planeswalker that doesn't break the format <laughs> i like that i like that about magic so yeah that's kind of those are all the ones that i super excited about nice sean what cards are you excited to play and tell your opponent to suck it like what's what's your what's the thing you're gonna do? <laughs> so as everyone knows here i'm a big fan of unplayable blue magic cards and boy have i got two of them for you <laughs> okay, so the first one, which in standard probably not going to be good, but like I'm fairly convinced this is Glorybringer power level for limited, and it's Kiora bests the Sea God. It's a seven mana uh, saga, and the first one you create an eight eight blue Kraken with hexproof, so pretty good. And then the second step of the saga is you frost breath all their creatures, so they all tap, and then they don't untap next turn. The third chapter of this card is just gain control of a permanent that they control. And in standard, we already had this effect on Agent of Treachery. So it's just a seven mana. I don't, what was he, a 3-3? Three, three? Is that how big Agent of Treachery was? 3-4, three, three. maybe? 2-3. 2-3? 2-3. Okay. So this is Agent of Treachery with Suspend, but you get an 8-8 eight, eight along the way. So that's kind of cool. Um, but in three turns, getting to control one of the permits is probably just not good enough for standard. But I think it'll be good and limited. Um, yeah, and I then, think... Oh, good. Well, I think that you would play any one of these three cards in limited, but not at seven mana. Like, I would not play seven mana and make it eight eight with hexproof. I would not. Oh, right, right, right. But, but I would play all three of these cards in my limited deck for sure. Well, I think I've played 
I can't remember what the name of the card was. Except, but wasn't... I guess I wouldn't play the Frostbreath. In, in the deck yeah. that's playing the 8-8 and the game control, I probably wouldn't have a Frostbreath. But I don't know. I think it's like an interesting idea. I feel like I've paid six mana for a Frostbreath that was like really good in that limited. But I guess six and seven is different. But yeah, I think with all combined, three combined, it's probably worth seven mana. But I agree that an 8-8 for 8-8 Hexproof is not really seven mana worthy. Oh, no, I'm saying it's worth more than eight mana. Or so, oh. sorry, more than seven mana. I'm just trying to think what it, like, because game control of target permanent is like six mana at the smallest, like it's ever been, right? right Nickel, right, the right. bolus, uh, no, bolus is clutches. That was six mana. Mm-hmm. So like, I guess, oh, yeah, sorry. I think it's like a cool combination of things. The Frostbeth is what's getting me like upset because the middle it's step, not really yeah. a deck, it's not really a deck that needs to do that, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's possible. Um, I do think I like the design of this card, but that's how I feel a lot about the set is I like the design of a lot of these cards, but in practicality, I don't know if this card's going to see any, if any play in standard, which is kind of sad, but this card's really cool. And obviously I really like it. Um, the second card is Thrix, the sudden storm. It's a three blue, blue, uh, four five with flash and flying on it. Um, so he basically has a text on that says spells you cast with convert a mana cost five or greater, cost one less to cast, and they can't be countered now. So in a perfect world, you get to like cast this on the end of their turn, and then on your turn, the like world's your oyster, you get to do whatever you want. Cards that cost five mana or more, notably, like all of the time walks ever invented, they cost more than five mana. Good planeswalkers like Teferi cost more than five mana. Um, so getting uncounterable time walks and like busted sorceries is going to be pretty impo- pretty good. Um, will this card see any play? I don't know. It's pretty cool, but I don't know. Hawk, what do you, what's your take? Do you think it's going to get played at all? I, I would be very surprised if this got registered in any constructed deck lists, but I, don't know, I could be wrong. I, I just want to say that time walk itself was not five mana. Um, it? Oh, no. Time walk. Two mana. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Um, no, I, I don't know. Like, this card is interesting. I don't think it'll see a ton of play. Um, mostly because, like, it, like, it, the, the Simic deck is the, is, like, the Flash deck that gets played the most often. But if, um, if the, what's it called version, if the, um, is it version comes back, this could be something that could help them, uh, alleviate some of, like, their, all of their creatures die really, really, really easily. And this creature is, like, you know, has, like, a pretty beefy, uh, toughness to it, right? So you can't just play something like Bone Crusher Giant and kill it, or you can't play something like uh, Scorching Dragon Fire and kill it. You have to like play like an actual removal spell. Um, but, but I don't know. What is the what is the um, is it Flash deck using the second ability for Expansion Explosion? Uh, I mean, your... I don't even think they have that in their deck. Do they? I don't know. The team reclamation deck does. It's possible. Well, that's, diff- that's different. It's it makes it so that your Ember Cleave and your Dragon can't be countered. <laughs> well, okay, okay. The fact that Ember Cleave is in that deck already already annoys me. So. <laughs> uh, also, also Gadwick. Gadwick can't be countered. Oh yeah. Okay. I guess Gadwick is the best. Because uh, Simic doesn't really. The only thing it takes advantage for in Simic is Nissa. Yeah. Oh, and I, I guess uh, Hydrocrisis. Simic but... one wants to be, and I don't think you really want the Simic like this in Simic. Because like they already have good threats, right? Like the like Nightpack Ambush is really good. Nissa's already really good. The the problem that I always have with the the is it version is that if you don't get an early Bright Elemental, all of your creatures are pretty flimsy. But yeah. like this card is not flimsy. This card is very very strong. Thick. Oh, yeah, he's dope. I mean, he's not that thick. He's <laughs> four or five for five mana. 
I've seen thicker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think the card's cool. Um, I I would be hard pressed to register it myself, but no, you wouldn't. Oh my god, I would love to place. I would love to place a podcast co- um, co-host bet <laughs> that in the next year Sean registers this card in this some format. It would have been funny if it was like on a week I wasn't here and he has made a bet, and it's just like the over under on how many times Sean registers Sphinx's Revelation this year. Oh wow, that would be a great thing. Do you mind being sick like, like right now? Just just walk away. <laughs> Just go check on your roommate. Make sure everything's okay. <laughs> Leave us for a little bit. He got Wendy's delivered, so I think he's doing okay. But my guess is like every couple of months, Sean. It's kind of like me with Affinity. Every couple of months, I throw Frogmite back in the deck, and then I like, I'm like, what am I doing? And I like put them back into their box. Just Wait, like the box of shame. I'm just picturing Eric just at the mirror in the morning, just like I can't believe we did that, Eric. Like. Put frog mites away. Stop doing this to ourselves. Like this is not what we want to be. And then the. <laughs> I, like, I picture Eric. I picture <laughs> picture Eric getting up from the gym, and in his gym locker, there's just a frog mite, like, like a heart. <laughs> and he has to look at the frog mite every time he leaves. And he's gym. like, "I'm doing this for you, buddy." <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. What Is this that like at the 5 a.m. basketball game that nobody shows up to? That's just Eric. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's just me and Frogmite actually. It's 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 just us two hanging out shooting hoops. Oh no, I'm just picturing this montage of just like an empty basketball court every morning with just Eric shooting hoops, talking to nobody. Everyone, stay tuned for Eric's new book about Magic: The Gathering in Life, called Me and Frogmite. Love it. Love it. Well, we covered a whole bunch of cards, and most of them are the ones that uh, are ones that I would have talked about as well. If there's anything else that I would jump on, uh, it would be the Thassa's Oracle, which is double blue for a Merfolk Wizard 1-3 with a text that reads, Okay, so, when Thassa's Oracle <laughs> enters the battlefield, look at the top X cards of your library, where X is your devotion to blue. Put up to one of them on top of your library and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. If X is greater than or equal to the number of cards in your library, you win the game. <gasps> And that's how it is. Um, I look at that and I say, cool, awesome. I'm definitely going to attempt to do this because I'm going to put it in some deck that has blue that is going to annoy people. And then I'm just going to try to mill myself completely and then win the game. Carol, I don't know if you were here for this argument Hawk and I were having, but I'm pretty sure this is just a Laboratory Maniac upgrade, right? Like, Yeah, you, you, know, you, you spin it faster. Yeah, because you have one card in your deck, you win the game. Laboratory Maniac doesn't win the game if there's one card in your deck. Just saying. You also, Murph, you got Murfolk Secret Keeper. Is that the mill? Oh, the mill card? Yeah, and then that you play it too, right? So that's just going to help your pips. <gasps> oh, my goodness. Yeah, Laboratory Maniac, unplayable. Wow, Rasky, you broke it. Let's go. Yeah, just broke that's the other grading scale. What is Brasky gonna play this in Mill? That's the that's the how we rate all these cards going. Around. I'm not gonna lie, I'm kind of excited. This sounds fun. <laughs> it's gonna be a good hey, you time. You can play uh was it the what's the mirror? Mirror and oh the magic no, mirror. Yeah. No. Yeah, mirror. Oh magic mirror? Yeah, oh, magic mirror. You can play like magic mirror with Emery, right? There you go. It's like a million pips. Throw some throw a Gadwick in there as well. You know, toss that yeah. up there. Just like a million I don't pips. know if we need that many pips. Like I, there were there was a blue black self mill deck already that was bad, but it but did self mill successfully. It tells you to play more pips, Caroline. That's my point. Is it? It tells you you want forty three, no, fifty three pips. I don't on have turn to listen one. to you or it. 
That's what. No, but, it tells you. It tells you. It looks at you and going, you, you there. Do you like pips? Well, do I have okay. a card for yeah. you? So, I like the pips. Speaking... They're pretty talented. <laughs> okay, before we move on, I do want to. I didn't think. I thought someone else would bring it up, but we do have a new planeswalker today, um, which I'll just quickly go over. It's called Calyx Destiny's Hand, and it's two and a green and a white, so four mana. Um, it does stuff. Hold on. I can't read the image very well. Um, so it looks at the top four cards of your library. You may reveal an enchantment um, from among them and put that into your hand with the rest of the bottom in a random order. So draw a card. One. Draw a card, maybe. We <laughs> <laughs> were just talking about Planeswalkers earlier, just all their designs. Just, well, just want to point out plus one draw a card. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. I've heard that rent many, many times. <laughs> I bet you it's minus three's kill a creature. <laughs> just Caroline's kitchen is just. Uh, no, it's exile target creature. Get over yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Caroline's kitchen is just corridor monitor and planeswalker rants. That's all it is. <laughs> Seriously. Okay. <laughs> the planeswalker rant one is really. There was a tweet about that. Was really too... Anyway, so I have the minus three spoilers is exile target creature enchantment you don't control. But it's got a little bit of a weird twist to it. It's until target creature, target enchantment that you control leaves the battlefield. So it's not actually permanent. So basically you're turning your like O-ring or something else that you already have out into like a second O-ring. But now it's like really vulnerable. I don't know. It's pretty weird. Uh, and then minus seven is return all enchanted cards. Sorry, all enchantment cards from your graveyard to the battlefield. Uh, so I don't know. Obviously, this looks like a dud just on first uh, first spec. Uh, we're kind of really in like Planeswalker spoil, like must be powerful or we don't want to talk about it mode. So like most people are ignoring this card. Um, I will say that Theros brings us lots of Planeswalker creatures. So the plus one may not be as poop soup as it looks. Um, I don't know what i think about the minus three like you have to have an enchantment for this to work so it's like doesn't you can't even just play it on four and minus it like it it's gonna be interesting um well you could kind have, of annoying you, to track as well so. you could have like an enchantment creature right yeah like but then you're gonna like have to remember it in creature. combat you're just gonna have to it's well, gonna no, be weird. yeah yeah i mean like you probably don't want to attack with the creature that's hiding another creature underneath <laughs> it just a nice house of cards going on I think I'll, I'll fall in the same camp as before that I would love in, you know, six months for us to be talking about this cool deck that spiked some random tournament that played uh, Calyx and, you know, did all these cool things. Like, I would love to see someone work hard, make this card, do something, and that's fun. I'm happy for not to break standard and us to ban it. It's just four mana Planeswalker that's kind of bad. Can and target hopefully... own creatures with the minus ability? I have to look at it again. Uh, I, no, it says no. it specifically says creatures you don't control. So we can't even create a fiend hunter loop. Mm. <laughs> I there would love to say that. There is a card yeah. that made it to loop today. Yeah, yeah, or what was it? It's the it's the Pegasus in the Enchanted Evening. Yeah, Enchanted Evening. Yeah. But um, I, I will say that this is like how I like Planeswalkers to be built. By the way, as a person that loves White Weenie, yeah. uh, underpowered Planeswalkers are awesome because they don't have to kill them. As, <laughs> this as is much. probably like how God intended Planeswalkers to be made. And then just along the way, we've made a couple oopsies with Oko and all these other ones. <laughs> well, it looks like we're firing at all cylinders talking about all these cards. And uh, I I have to say, I'm quite excited. I'm excited for all the formats, really. I'm excited to play Standard. I'm excited to play Limited. I'm excited to play Sealed. I'm excited to do a lot of things with Theros with all of these different decks. It's going to be a wonderful time. And uh, 
we also know that it's a wonderful time to learn the game and to learn from our mistakes, which is why this week we actually do have a punt of the week. And that one belongs this week to me, and it's a very simple one. I was playing with an Esper control deck, and I had Command the Dreadhorde in it, which of course lets you search through both libraries of all players, and then you can bring any cards back onto the battlefield. You just have to pay life equal to their mana cost. And I was looking at it going, great. I set myself up perfectly. I had like 22 life and I was just, I just went all out and said, I'm taking this, I'm taking this, I'm taking this. And I meticulously counted and I was off by, by one mana and I killed myself. That's, that's what I did. Yeah, hate to see it. Yeah. Not the first, I, won't be the last. Yeah, no. I did this. I did this actually on camera at an arena tournament. So there's a clip of me doing it. So that's great. Whoa, clip it. Something's clip it. going in the show notes. <laughs> yeah. You got to find the clip first. I'm not giving it to oh, you. I, I have a crack team. I have a crack team working oh, on that. Oh, no. You have your own <laughs> spies. Oh, I have spies. mine. <laughs> All my spies will just sell me out so quickly. <laughs> Damn it. It was very it's good easy. To have spies, but they, yeah, they spy. They they sell me out so quickly. Yeah, I, I will say that actually, it's funny you bring that up because I was watching. Uh, I think I was watching Eric stream today, and they were playing. You were playing against a Commander Dreadhorde deck, and it's been a while. They've been kind of gone for a little bit, and then you were playing against one where if they drew it, you were so dead. <laughs> so yeah. so. <laughs> Turns out my fires deck couldn't like deal with all their like creatures that gained three life and drew a bunch of cards and then they made me discard all my cards and then I was just like, I guess I'll just do that again and you're like, oh great. Well, I had cards, I think, maybe at one point in the time. <laughs> yeah, I actually thought you were okay. There was there was a turn where they commanded and you had two rests and they dressed you and took one. And then they just drew a second dress and just took the other one on the same turn. And I was like, Oh, never mind, you're dead. <laughs> yeah, they drew like six cards that turn. It was pretty crazy. Yeah, that was cool. Well, don't worry, Braski. You've joined the club of the Kill Yourself with Command the Dreadhorde. I feel so welcome. You know, is there, do I get anything? Is there like a jacket? Like, do, do I get any like cool like decoder pen or like some badge or anything with that? Is that, is that a cool club like that? Uh, well, we were going to do it and then we miscalculated and we spent too much money and we went bankrupt. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, seems appropriate. <laughs> We asked to take it back and they wouldn't let us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No takesies, backsies. We'll give you back a two man we'll give you back two dollars to just get our money back, please. I love it. Well, it's a it's a mistake to learn, and I'm pretty sure I'm gonna make that mistake again. But the one thing that our listeners won't make the mistake of, all of our tens of listeners that we know are listening to this right now, is they will not make a mistake of where the upcoming magic events are gonna be. Because Caroline Kavanaugh is here to let us know where in the world is Caroline Kavanaugh. Yeah, wait, wait, pause. There's cool music playing right now. Of course. And now, because of Mr. Toolshed, I'm going to add some sort of air horn to it. <laughs> I want some John Cena <laughs> intro music, please. Um, okay, so to answer your original original question, I am currently in Denver, Colorado. Because uh, this is a fun segment for me, because I just get to tell you where I am, so that's cool. Um, but we have some cool stuff coming up coming this month. We have talked about it, and it is kind of the same things coming um, down the pipeline. But this weekend... On January 11th is our first MC qualifier, or sorry, I shouldn't call it, our first Mythic qualifier on Arena. Um, pretty cool. I know a lot of people have been testing, including Eric, uh, some standard decks. This is the first time where they've changed it, so you actually 
only have to play on day one, which is on Saturday. Uh, but you do have to go 10-1 or better, which is going to be pretty rough. So good luck for those competing. Uh, and then this weekend, we also have January 10th to 12th is a GP in Austin. And it's modern. Um, and I don't know, if you're playing modern and you have an Oko in your deck and an Urza in your deck and you can afford it, you should probably go to this tournament. <laughs> um, I imagine this will not be a combination of cards you can play forever. Uh, and I believe it is quite good right now. And it's something at a Grand Prix level that you could definitely um, exploit. And I think that there were there was a lot of lookups of Austin flights today <laughs> and um, some disappointment when we realized the Mythic Qualifier was this weekend. So I would recommend venturing down to, <laughs> venturing down to the Austins. Uh, and then... We have a week off, so the week of, I don't know, the 17th or something. Yes, 17th to 19th is pre-release weekend, uh, which I would love to just say one day it's just called release weekend, but it's not. It's called pre-release weekend. Um, so that'll be pretty cool. Um, if you do Paper Magic, those are my favorite events out of all the Magic events I play. Uh, just going to a local store, opening cards with people for the first time. Um, I will say that Arena and Moto has made this less cool in the sense that you're not really opening cards for the first time um but there are often people there that that are and they can they can show you their excitement if you don't have any that's yeah, okay but there's just something um, about opening paper too that's just a lot of fun even if you're playing the digital thing to get together do in-person releases like that that's a lot of fun yeah i'm i'm personally going to try and go uh i will say that the household i'm currently in is not pro pre-release but I'm a big girl, so worst case scenario, I can always go by myself. Um, I will say Arena is having a cool event on Wednesday, uh, January 15th. It will be uh, one of those streamer events where people get um, kind of pre a look at the cards as well. And they do a cool event that you can go and watch. And uh, there's probably drafting and sealed and constructive play. Uh, and then I think it's out... So I think that's on the 15th, and then I think it's out for everyone on the 16th, but I'm not sure. that Those dates don't hold those dates, but I do know for sure the streamer event is on the 15th. Right, Eric? Uh, I believe, yeah, it's the Thursday of that pre-release week. Um, yeah. so. I, I also hope that this is... I, that's definitely out there already, right? <laughs> I don't know that it is. Oh, no. <laughs> hmm. Con confirm, sure. confirm or deny, and then let me know. Yeah, actually, yeah, you might have to erase that one. I can't. It's so early. It's so late, though. Like it's like a week away. <laughs> I'm surprised it's not out. Um, I think you should just delete it, and I'll just skip that part. So we'll just talk about just yeah. So I talked about the pre-release weekend, and I'm just going to go to the next part, which is the other Grand Prix. I would just delete it. I totally forgot that it might not actually be out there. Yet. I'm telling my mom. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So then we also, after the pre-release weekend, we have some Grand Prix and Players Tours. And the reason I wanted to bring this up is because I was reading these dates and they were not registering in my brain properly. So Brussels and Nagoya are on the same weekend, but they're listed in this like screenshot. I have some Watsi website. They're listed with dates differently. And I don't think it means anything. I just think so. The Players Tour Brussels is listed as January 31st to February 2nd, which is Friday to Sunday. But the Players Tour Asia is only listed as February 1st to 2nd, which is a Saturday to Sunday. I'm not sure. I don't know if that's a typo or some weird thing, but that's something I just it just occurred to me today when I was doing um, So I thought that was kind of interesting. And then the third Players Tour is Feb 7th to 9th, which is 
a Friday, Friday to a Sunday as well. Uh, and all three of those will have uh, Grand Prix that will all be Pioneer. So that's kind of, we, we talked about this a little bit. Oh, and, oh, I skipped GP New Jersey and all. Oh, no, I did. Okay, well, January 24th to 26th is GP New Jersey, which I'm going to. It's limited. Uh, and I'm also going to GP Phoenix. So then now we're up to date of where I will be. Fabulous. You're going to be all over the place. And some of us might be at some spots. How about uh, how about y'all? Is, are, is uh, Eric, Sean, you going to be attending any of these events? Or are there other events that are going to be happening in your neck of the woods, the uh, you know, smaller market that you're going to be doing? Uh, I will be in front of my computer this weekend uh for the mcq and then i believe i'll be going to phoenix um that's my my next like traveling tournament uh they have some like lcqs that i want to play in and if i don't do that then i'll be in the gp i suppose yeah so uh, i actually get to play a lot of magic this month uh friday i have like i'm just at 6 p.m i have a friday night like store championship that i try to hold my title at so i get to play pioneer friday and then saturday i have a I had referenced it last week, I think, but it's like a WP or WNPQ preliminary. So if you top eight it, you get to play in the qualifier. The store I'm playing at has one of the closed ones, so you need to top eight one of these tournaments to play in it. So I'll be playing Modern on Saturday, playing none other than Devoted Devastation Druid with three Okos in the main deck, one in the sideboard because that card's so silly. So Oko is broken, so I'll be playing that. Beautiful. I'm looking forward to doing a pre-release in a little bit. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna I'm gonna beef up on my field and I'm gonna open some packs. I'm gonna have a good time. That's what I'm gonna do. And we hope that everyone has had a good time listening to this podcast so far. It's been uh it's been a wonderful time. We're sitting here, episode number thirteen, and it's been a wonderful time, wonderful ride hanging out with all of you. So we want to know what you're gonna be doing over here in the next week or so. We wanna know what your favorite cards are, we wanna know what events you might be attending, so we can know in case we're there. So you can find out all that information. You can let us know on Twitter by tweeting at us at Swagoy Gaming is gonna be where you can find us. And that's gonna do it for us for this episode uh, but of course as always you can learn more about our organization by visiting swagoi.com that's s-w-a-g-o-i.com you can learn all about the different esports teams that we have including the magic the gathering team and uh let's go around and find out where we can be found across the internet caroline let's start with you uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mighty M-I-G-H-T-Y-L-I-N-G-U-I-N-E. You can find me on Instagram at TheMightyLinguini and on Twitch.tv slash TheMightyLinguini. I stream Wednesdays, so that might change for a little bit. Uh, and I always have a magic guest, but I don't always play magic. But I haven't streamed this year yet, but I'm working on it. We will see. I have to find a guest, but hopefully I stream in the next little while. Awesome. Conan Hawk, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitch and on Twitter and on Instagram, all at Conan Hawk. Um, I stream on twitch.tv slash Conan Hawk Monday through Friday, um, as long as I'm not traveling for an event. So not until GP Phoenix will I be traveling to events. So I'll be doing it most of the time um, Monday through Friday. But it, I always give an update on Twitter if I'm going to miss a day or something like that as well. I didn't know you were going to GP Phoenix. I'm planning on going to GP Phoenix so that I can hopefully sneak into the uh, to the players tour, not is through LCQs. A... I'm just gonna like actually walk over there and just like hope <laughs> they let me in. Is there LCQs? That's actually a great question. I didn't know the answer. I believe that all of them have LCQs now, like all of the the PTs. Well, well that was but... PTs though. Well, that no, that was that was MCs. Right. 
Nate Perez. That's why I I really don't know if there's LCQs. That was a real question. Um, I guess we can find out in Nagoya, Brussels, and then go, go yeah, from there. But my my hope is that they do, and if they do, I'm gonna try to win one. And if not, I'll just uh, I don't know walk over there and <laughs> sit down and start playing someone and hope they don't kick me out. Oh, and yeah. on that note, we'll get a fourth person for our podcast after you're no longer allowed to play Magic. That's fine. <laughs> well, that's going to do it for us for another episode of Friends in Magic. But before we leave you, I'd like to know where I could find each and every one of my podcast associates on the internet. Sean, let's start with you. Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at, at Mr. Toolshed and on my stream where I've been streaming pretty much two of three days, a, so like four or five days a week. Uh, at twitch.tv slash Mr. Toolshed, I've been streaming um, a little bit of Magic, a little bit of Slay the Spire, some Hearthstone, but we're streaming some Legends are in Terra in a couple weeks, hopefully. So come ha- hang out with me, talk Magic, talk about your family, whatever you got to do. I'm here to talk. I love talking. So see you there. It's almost like you like being on a podcast. Oh, I hate podcasts, but you know, whatever. Nah, it's fine. It's whatever. <laughs> Jeez. Well, folks, you can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Brasky1142, and that's going to do it for us for this week. So thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. I just sassy. I have this image, like I for a quick second I know he was looking down at his phone, but I really, really thought that Conan Hawk fell asleep. <laughs>